The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase Podcast. Jeff, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. The uh, last time we talked, the Dodgers were in the middle of a playoff series with the Braves, and we know what happened there. But uh, yeah, I just had the Dodgers Padres game on just now. Yeah, I heard Blake Snell went like five innings, you know, the Blake Snell special. Yeah, I, that's been a pretty hyped up series, obviously, for obvious reasons. But Dodgers, hopefully, I, I hope San Diego can pull this one out but whatever it's april there's tons of games to go yeah plenty of games um it just it it seems like there's a to me there's a pretty substantial talent gap between the two teams and a dodgers lineup is is in my opinion much stronger the rotation is competitive or comparable to the the padres rotation and the bullpens might be you know a wash too but I, i think the 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 dodgers uh lineup is just where it's at i mean remember they went to the world series in i think it was 2019 and then since then they've had they've kept the same team and they've added mookie Betts and trevor bauer and uh who's the other who's the reliever they have gratterall i mean that guy he's like a hard-throwing young prospect or maybe not a prospect anymore but yeah they have the same team from a couple years ago they've just added a cy young and an mvp and uh they're they're just substantially better now I was going to say, it's like watching the, uh, the 2017-2018 Warriors right now. It's like, I mean, they're, they're, just, they're just so loaded. Yeah. Yeah, they were there in 17-18, and then the Nats knocked them out in 19, which was cool. But yeah, then the Dodgers, yeah. of course, got back there last year. I like to make the joke that at least, uh, you know, it's cool that they won a World Series, I guess, but it was only a 60-game season, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah i know there's uh there's plenty of people on both sides of the spectrum who say oh it doesn't count and then there there are plenty of people who are like well of course it counts and i don't know i'm kind of kind of in the middle of the ground or middle of the pack on this one i i don't really know whether i mean it counts it's i mean the, right it's in the stats but right i i can understand people wanting to uh invalidate put an asterisk uh by it i guess yeah exactly well, obviously, you are all about the Giants. That's what we're going to talk about. So right off the bat, 9-6, and six, thoughts on the early success so far? Yeah, they're off to a good start. They're, the rotation has been strong. The defense has been a lot stronger than we, we expected heading into the season. I think they've only made like two errors in total, and we're, we're like 15 games into the season. Uh, the bullpen's kind of been shaky. They blew a, blew a game last night. Um, going into uh, extra innings, which is, uh, I, I have thoughts and opinions about the new extra innings rule with the runner starting at second base, which is Ugh, I hate it. Don't get me yeah, started on I, that. I, I know we talked about it last time, but uh, I'm pretty sure my Beer Lake softball uh, team also does extra innings the same way. So, but yeah, the the bullpen's been pretty uh pretty pretty good. Jake McGee as the uh, closer, he's been. I mean, he's been mostly lights out. The offense hasn't gotten going really, uh, except for the fact that they're hitting a lot of home runs right now. I, I think they're—I I don't know where they're at um, for home runs. I'll take a look, but uh, they're hitting for power. They're just not hitting for average, and they're—they're they're striking out a lot, and they're—they're they're walking a lot too. So that's good. Yeah. But uh, the offense 
you look at some of the underlying numbers, like how hard they're hitting a ball and how, how, how they're impacting it. And, um, you know, their, their barrel rates. And these are all like really good numbers that they're, that they're, uh, they're putting up, but it's just not hitting the, uh, box score yet. So maybe it's just waiting to happen. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a good, uh, a good early start, of course, to the season, because you talk about yeah. the offense and obviously the Cubs offense has been terrible outside of yesterday and <laughs> talking about defense. I was watching the Yankees earlier and oh my God, it's just, I don't know if you're familiar with John boy, but John boy had oh, a yeah. video after the Yankee game and he was like, you know, they're five and 10. The record is 10 times better than their play, which is saying a lot because the record is horrible <laughs> and the play is awful. I mean, yeah. expect that to, of course, level out, but errors and Aaron Hicks had a couple yeah. of bad plays. I saw. Yeah. So for the Giants, from their perspective, at least, you know, maybe the average will come, but the power, I mean, I'm not really, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not usual. I, I don't usually think of the Giants in power or at least not home runs very often. So <laughs> yeah. I guess that's kind of interesting, right? Yeah, I mean, they only hit like five home runs, you know, from like 2015 to 2019. So the fact that they have, you know, three times that many in 15 games so far this year, I mean, that, that, that's got to be seen as a as a plus. I'm joking about the home runs, but uh, yeah, they, they're just not a team you associate with power yeah. uh, or offense. I mean, last year they were, but yeah, they're they're hitting home runs this year. Yeah, because I think of, um, what's the name of that stadium these days? I right away wanted to go to Pac Bell. That's like 2000. Yeah, we change it every every five years. Yeah, we, we change it every few years. And it's funny because them and the Warriors have the same name for their arena or stadium, Oracle. But uh, Or no, I'm sorry. Chase is now the Warriors stadium. It used to be. That's my name, Chase. I should know that. Yeah, it used to be Oracle. Yeah. That's right. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that uh, at the Giants stadium, uh, Oracle, I'm already forgetting the name again. I, I, I usually think of like a doubles, triples, you know, the way that I guess the dimensions are, the way the ball yeah, the yeah. wins, of course. But yeah, so nine and six. And I know I was kind of checking out some of your work at Fansided's around the Foghorn. And I don't think, I think many people, of course, had Dodgers, Padres in the NL West. And of course, it's still, you know, mid-April. Oh, yeah. So I don't, I, I guess most likely the Giants, you know, it's probably not likely that they're going to be at least the first two uh, spots in the, in the uh, division, but, uh, and it's early, but what what were the preseason expectations for this giants team? And do you think potentially they could hang around at least the second wildcard spot? Yeah. I mean, they, they've always said the new front office with uh, Farhan uh, Zaidi and Scott Harris, they, they've always said that they want to play competitive games into September. And I know that's kind of, um, you know, one of those statements that, that always sounds good, but you know, it's a team that is still kind of in the midst of a rebuild. Um, and in terms of their expectations heading into the season, if you looked at some of the, um, the projections that were put out there, I think Fangraphs had one, uh, and, and there were some of them were pretty brutal. Uh, I think, uh, Fangraphs had them at 75 wins. Um, but if you, if you talk to, or, or follow the giants a little, a little more closely, you felt pretty good about exceeding those projections. Um, in my head, I, I I don't put projections out or anything, but I feel like they're probably an eighty to eighty-two win team. And kind of at that point, if you're if you're in that um, ballpark uh, in terms of win loss record heading into September, you're you're probably going to be at least on the uh, outskirts of of playoff uh, contention. So they, I mean, I, I think there's a chance for them to 
you know, play games in September where they're at least competing for a second wild card, uh, wild card spot. And I think that's with, with the Dodgers and Padres, that's, that's really the best that they can hope for. Um, surprisingly, uh, I think the NL East, uh, has gotten off to a slow start. At least when I checked it a couple of days ago, the Mets, uh, no, I mean, no team had really gotten off to a, a hot start at all. Um, and that's, that's the division I would expect, uh, the second, uh, wildcard team to come from if it's not going to be the Giants. I, I don't know if there's going to be a team in the central that's going to be able to, uh, to, to be kind of in that position. But I mean, things can change. The Brewers are, I think they're off to a good start. Uh, the Cubs, uh, I, I don't even know what their record is, but, uh, <laughs> uh shows how much I'm paying attention to baseball outside of, uh, the Giants. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, to, to answer your question, I think the the Giants should be at least, you know, battling for a wild card spot, and you know, at least mathematically, in in the race in uh, September. And I know probably when we talked last fall, and when I talked with Taylor Worth around sometime last fall. Yep. Um, I remember asking. I I, I remember at least asking Taylor, and I, th- I think I probably asked you also. And of course, back then the season wasn't even over yet. So it was hard to say with the off season and all that. But I think I remember asking, you know, do you think the giants could at least be kind of on that trajectory of at least kind of contending in 2021. And like you just said, 80, 82 wins, second wild card. That sounds like, you know, they're, they're getting that, they're getting back into that, uh, you know, towards that contention window, or at least that's what it seems like. So kind of, yeah. It might be slow for some Giants fans, although you guys will take three World Series, so I guess you can you can kind of wait. But <laughs> but uh, I know you're ready to get back towards you know seeing this team get back into the playoff race. Yeah, I mean, uh, when when Zaidi took over in November of 2018, and you looked at the roster and the salary commitments and all that um, contract obligations, like there just wasn't a whole lot of um, develop. There, there wasn't a whole lot of kind of upward mobility in a sense because they had so many people under contract uh so many so many uh spots in the rotation spoken for and uh he kind of you know especially in the first year he kind of um you know he he wasn't the most aggressive in free agency he was very aggressive on the waiver wire um and then the second offseason he kind of built it up a little bit by getting a guy like Wilmer Flores who's been a nice addition Kevin Gosman has been a nice addition and then this year he he was really aggressive in terms of um adding to the 40 man and the 26 man roster by bringing in Aaron Sanchez, Alex Wood, uh Di Scafani, uh Tommy Lastella and uh those guys I mean there's a lot of reclamation projects for them, but I mean, so far they, they're all looking good. Alex Wood just debuted today. He looked awesome. Um, you know, and he's a guy like, can you count on him to make 30 starts in a year and make, uh, or, or, um, clear 150 innings? I don't think so, but I think they're looking to get as many good innings as possible out of him. Uh, when he is healthy, he's usually a pretty good relief or a pretty good starter. Um, but yeah, the, the rotation has been good. I don't know if that answered your question, but um, <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I, I, in fact, I was actually going to ask you about Alex Wood because I saw he was making this, that start today, and like you said, he did well. The Giants yep. won the game, and when I think Alex Wood, I think he debuted in 2013, so that that kind of seems like a while ago now. And yep. when I saw Alex Wood's name, I was like, "Wow, that's a that seems like a blast." 
from the past. But yeah. yeah, so there you go, Alex Wood. Like you just said, can he stay healthy? Can he give you whatever, 25, 30 starts? Who knows? But good first impression, at least. But yeah, when you look at the Giants, so I was going to ask you, I, and you kind of talked about it, I guess, already with the offense, but in general, whether so far or really taking into account, you know, what's ahead throughout the season, what would you say makes you feel good about this Giants team? And the second part of that would be what worries you? Oh, uh, what makes me feel good about the the Giants team? Um, Potential? I mean, right now the rotation's been uh, strong and it's been, for the most part, it's been uh, healthy, which for a lot of these guys, I mean, that's going to be the key with uh, Sanchez, DiScafani, and again, Alex Wood. Um, so that's been good. Um, in terms of what's worrisome, you know, the underlying numbers on offense, they, they look promising. You know, at some point you can't really base your, your, your hope on the underlying numbers. Eventually, you know, it's going to have to hit the, the stat line. Um, the Giants right now are, yeah, they're, they're like fourth in the league in barrel rates. Uh, they have an 89 mile per hour exit velocity and 13.4 degree launch angle. And these are good numbers and you'd expect a better offense than what we're seeing. Uh, but you know, 15 games into the season, it hasn't clicked yet. And you know, the hope is it will, but what if it doesn't? And, uh, you know, that that's kind of in the, the back of, I, I think a lot of people's heads right now that maybe it doesn't, um, may, maybe the offense doesn't click because they're, I mean, we've seen in recent years where, the, the team gets off to a rough start in one area and it just never fully comes together. Well, Buster Posey's back. Obviously, he had to, he was out last year with the whole the COVID thing. Yep. He has the twins. Looks like he's gotten off to it. I mean, I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at baseball reference. I'm just looking at just the basic stats. But yeah, 265, couple home runs already. Uh, it looks like he's kind of getting off to a good little start. Uh, and it's crazy to think he's 34. I remember when he when he broke into the league already 2009 wow the last decade just kind of flew by didn't it but uh (laughs) yeah well when you're winning right exactly when i think of these giants teams i remember you know 10 12 14 and like prime Bumgarner and marco scudero and who knows just these random names but obviously those guys are gone but yeah and of course evan longoria he's leading leading the team right now with the four home runs how have you liked uh longoria so far uh longoria i mean he's a guy i I mean obviously he's been around yeah around lake for a long time i think he debuted back in 2008 and you know he's one of the great um tampa bay rays of their kind of brief history so far i i mean defensively he's always been solid i i mean uh, when he's in there, when you see him on a uh, day-to-day basis, he's a guy. He just he hardly makes any errors. He's he's really just sound at the hot corner, and and um, it really with Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt in the infield as well. It really brings like a, a it's a stabilizing presence. Um, offensively, he's a guy who I've always uh, seen, especially with the Giants. Uh, he hasn't hit all that well in a Giants uniform. I think his OPS plus is about 99 since he joined the Giants in 2018, which is saying he's about a league average hitter. Uh, But when you look at the way he makes contact, he's a guy, he always makes uh, really good contact. I think his hard hit rates are are, uh, usually in the 40s or or 50%, but he doesn't get a whole lot of lift on his his swing. And and this year, it's a little bit different. Uh, He's driving the ball in the air a little little bit more. And uh, so far, we've seen him hit four home runs i mean he's just been one of the more 
uh, consistent guys so far. He's been clutch. I mean, he's he's just been a, re- a reliable uh, guy for the Giants so far. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, the lineup, or at least the uh, position players uh, in order on Baseball Reference, and it's kind of crazy. You got guys like Posey, he's thirty four, Belts thirty three, Crawford's thirty four, Longoria's thirty five. Yeah. Might be one of the older teams in baseball. <laughs> yeah, and they're supposed to be rebuilding, right? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and another guy that I know I've asked you about and talked to you about is Logan Webb. So what have you liked yep. out of Webb so far? Kind of cool to see him in the rotation. Obviously, I have sort of ties with him back with the uh, the Green Jackets already like what, yeah. five years ago already. But yeah, what do you like from him so far? What's his kind of the vibe with him out there well he's uh he's he's had an interesting week because he was put into the bullpen with alex wood coming back and then he was brought back into the rotation uh cueto going on the injured list and then he had uh covid vaccine side effects uh so he was put on the injured list today um the the covid injured list which i i don't think it's a designated uh timeline it's not like the 10-day injured list where you you have to be out for 10 days before they can activate you. I think it's once you're feeling better and once you pass the protocols. I, I mean, with Webb, he does a lot of good things when he's on the mound. Uh, he, you know, he's he's not a strikeout pitcher, but he gets a lot of kind of weak contact. I know his ground ball rates are usually pretty uh, are usually pretty uh, healthy. Um, he's also a guy he he uh, he can be kind of he can be a little wild at times. Um, he gives uh, he. He might walk uh, a few too many batters, and he's a guy who also is perfectly comfortable pitching with uh, people on the bases. And I think if you want to make a recent comparison, um, he he kind of reminds me of Matt Cain and just being able to compose himself, you know, with with um, with the game on the line and with guys on bases. Um, and I think for a guy who's twenty three or twenty four years old, that's a good quality to have. But it, you just you hope that he that he is able to attack the strike zone a little more frequently um, as he as he continues to develop. But it, you know, it needs to be said with Logan Webb that uh, he's got a very he's got a very young arm. Um, I think he had Tommy John surgery, and I think it was twenty seventeen. My my timeline on this might be a little off. He was drafted out of high school. He had Tommy John surgery. He had the um, eighty game suspension in twenty nineteen, uh, and I think. Yeah, I, I think in total he has maybe three hundred plus innings professionally since he was drafted in the third or fourth round in twenty fourteen. So you know he's a guy who's not fully, in my opinion, he's not fully developed yet, and he's he's probably somebody that's going to continue to develop at the major league level. And I think the Giants are are, are fine with having him do that. I actually just looked that up because when you mentioned the Tommy John surgery, I I, I thought it was 2016 and it was because I do remember when I was down there, I remember him being out. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. I forgot about the uh, the suspension as well. But like you said, kind of still really getting it together at the major league, major league level. Yeah. You know, good for him. It's really awesome to see him up there, hopefully having success. Um. So yeah, going back to the lineup. This is another guy. So, um, you know Jessica Kleinschmidt, right? I do, and I heard uh, I heard your podcast with her a few months ago. It was really good. Thanks. Yeah, I uh, had referenced Mike Yastrzemski, and I think she had brought him up or 
I don't know, but uh, yeah, I was surprised that the Orioles had given him up. Yeah, he's all. It's funny because he's already thirty years old. But Yastrzemski, yep. a couple home runs so far. Yeah, I was just surprised when the Orioles gave him up a few years ago, whenever that was. But uh, how do you like Yastrzemski? Well, I mean, uh, it, it's hard not to like uh, a guy with the last name Yastrzemski, right. right? I mean, uh, he's been awesome uh, since the Giants picked him up in a in a trade. I think he was traded at the end of twenty. Uh, March 2019 uh, for Tyler Herb, who was a Giants prospect for a little bit. Yeah, he, I, I mean, he's exceeded all expectations. I mean, uh, when the Giants picked him up and when he started to really break out, I remember Zaidi said that he was a guy that just kind of did a lot of everything well across the board. And, you know, the, the fact that he's taken off the way that he has um, it is kind of a testament to how hard he's, uh, you know, how much hard work he's put in um into improving but uh you know he's a guy they, they love the skill set at first he he commands the strike zone pretty well uh he has an idea of what he's looking for but um you know he's he's putting in all the hard work to uh become the player that he is today um yeah it, it's hard not to like Yastrzemski yeah yeah you know I'm looking at the stats and he actually led the league last year with four triples and he has eight in his career and he's only had three major league seasons so far already has eight triples and he really hasn't had a full season yet. I mean, he, he had no. 107 games in 1954. I mean, last year, I guess, technically 54 out of 60, and then 14 so far this year, and already has a triple this year. And I was talking about the triples, doubles type of, uh, I guess, environment that the Giants stadium kind of has. So seems like a good hitter for yeah. that kind of stadium. But in general, it's cool to see him doing well, too. Yeah, because I remember him in, I think, he went to Vanderbilt University, right? So um yep. i was already he did i remember watching him in the college i don't know if it was the college world series but just during the college baseball tournament some years ago now uh and i just remember that name that's always kind of stuck to yeah. me so so again we might have touched on this a little bit but another thing i was going to ask you about was kind of the key contributors that the giants need specifically to make a run and of course it's april but yeah if this team is going to be a contender what are some of the guys that you are specifically looking at to maybe the like the Giants would have to have these guys be good if they're going to be competitive or a contender? Yeah, I, I mean it's uh, pretty easy to pick uh, a, a few guys who are, who aren't uh, performing to expectations right now. Um, Yastrzemski is one who's uh, kind of gotten off to a slow start, and uh, part of that could be due to the fact that he was hit by uh, he was hit on the hand at the end of spring training. And it, it just seems like his swing hasn't been uh, what we've kind of been accustomed to seeing. And then a couple other guys are Brandon Crawford, who's, who had a really good series against the Rockies last week. Um, but if you look at his his uh, bottom line stats, they're just not what we're used to seeing. And uh, Brandon Belt's another one. Um, again, you look at the stats. He had a good series against the Marlins, but you look at the stats so far, and they're, they're not used to – they're not what we're used to seeing. So I think, and then Wilmer Flores is another one. He was a guy, he was a great pickup for the Giants last year. Um, he's a guy that they love to put in a lineup against lefties because he does damage against lefties, but he can also hit righties pretty well as well. Uh, but he hasn't gotten it going yet. Uh, so if they're going to make a run, they're going to need uh, Yastrzemski, uh, Belt Crawford, and Flores, and then maybe even Dickerson as well. He's... Uh, he's another guy who's gotten off to a slow start. I feel like kind of a broken record saying this, but uh, 
you know, when you look at the Giants so far, 15 games through, a lot of a lot of guys have gotten off to uh, slow starts. Yeah, and of course, you know, being in April, you know, I, I was also thinking about the fact that we had the short season last year, and yeah. obviously, it was kind of a normal off season, I guess, because the season started what last July, right? So we had a normal off yeah. season, I guess, and you know, the World Series was in October, and. Uh, you know, we had a normal spring training, so to speak, for at least major league players to kind of get back into the swing of a full 162. But I could see where, yeah. you know, especially like minor leaguers or inexperienced players who are trying to get back into the full swing of things. And I feel like there might be more, maybe more injuries or yeah, kind of interesting to see how the season will play out as we kind of have a normal a normal year so to speak again yeah i mean if you look at the way the giants are positioned on the the 40-man roster i mean they have a lot more depth than they've had in recent years to the point where if you go back just a couple of years ago like anyone who was on waivers like any any player who was on a waiver wire at all like i'd look them up and think oh he could be a fit for the giants and then like now two years later three years later you look at who's on waivers and you're like well it's going to be hard for the giants to to make room for him on the 40 million roster because they have they have so much depth but um you know with with the fact that they had a 60 game season last year uh the giants have have a lot of um uh specifically starting pitching depth and bullpen depth uh in the minors um that they're they're i mean my guess is they're probably going to use eight or ten starting pitchers this year they're going to try to get as many of the guys. They, they brought in a lot of veteran relievers on minor league deals. Uh, they're probably going to get as, a lot of those guys in as well to see uh, sometime. Um, Nick Tropiano is one guy who kind of stands out for me. He's he's kind of a swing man. They got late in the offseason on a minor league deal with the spring training invite. Uh, they didn't add him to the roster, but he's still with the organization. So they're, they're positioned to... Um, if somebody sustains an injury like Cueto hitting yeah. the shelf, and then uh, of course Tyler Beatty's going to come back uh, pretty soon. Uh, he had Tommy John surgery, I think it was in March of 2020 or it was early April, so he could be uh, ready to go pretty soon. Um, so I mean, they have a lot of depth to uh, be able to handle 162 game season uh, this year, and, and at least in that regard, I feel pretty comfortable about their their situation. Yeah, Johnny Cueto, like you said, he's out right now, but he's gotten off to a pretty good start in three starts. But yes, he sustained a, a lat strain. Well, how bad is a lat strain? He should be all right within. Yeah, they they said it was a grade one strain, so he's gonna be on the the DL for a couple weeks, but uh, or the injured list for a couple weeks, and he should be back at the end of that time span. Yeah, so as long as he comes back and he kind of gets back to where he was. I mean, so far so good from him. So, just kind of looking. Man, he's yeah. another, he's another guy. <laughs> he's been around for quite a while at this point. I remember when I was uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember when he signed with the Giants in 2000, going into the 2016 season, and that was a huge year from him when he went 18 and five that year. And I remember yeah. that. I remember that playoff game against the Cubs when it was like him and just that like a one nothing duel but man what a, what a game that was yeah yeah there was a home run i think it was bias who hit yeah. into the the basket in left field that was a hell of a game and, and that was a good series and uh, i was hoping uh the giants wouldn't blow game four against them because game five would have been really good but uh we will never know uh because the, because the cubs ended up taking that series in, in four games 
when it comes to this Giants team, what's a player that you're maybe actively rooting for? And it could be a, t- a player that you just have like a personal, you know, like you just want to see him do well or whatever the case may be. Uh, I think anyone who, who follows me on Twitter knows that uh, I, I like uh, Don uh, Donovan Solano a lot just because I love this story. I mean, he was a kind of a journeyman uh, infielder uh, for years, and then he signed on a minor league deal with the Giants in 2019. And ever since then, he's been you know he's been a line drive hitting machine. And he's a guy just you know you, you pull for a guy like that because he's you know you realize how much work he's put into becoming the player that he is today, how many, you know, bus rides he's been on, how, you know, how many times he's been yo-yoed from the major league roster, how many times he's been on waivers and free agents, you know, waiting for his next chance. Uh, so he's, he's a guy I always get pretty excited about when he, when he does well and he's done well pretty much ever since he put on a giant uniform. Um, yeah, he's, he's a guy I, I, I tend to root for. So I uh, I wanted to uh, bring up, of course, we were talking um, about this on Twitter earlier, but Javier Lopez, he's on the TV in the TV booth now, right? Oh yeah. So how has he been? Yeah, is, he's been doing that. Is this his first year doing that, or has he been doing that for a while? Uh, he's been doing it for a couple of years. I think he started doing it when he after he retired um, in 2016. Uh, so. I mean, how they have it scheduled out. Uh, Mike Kruko doesn't really go on the road anymore. Uh, he does all the home games, and then he does, I think he does all the NL West away games, excluding Colorado. I, I that, that schedule changes every year. So when they go on the road, and it's been different with COVID, obviously, because uh, no one's traveling with the team. Uh, but Lopez is typically a guy who uh, does the uh, play-by-play TV broadcast, um, on the road with Dwayne Kuyper. Uh, and he's good. He's, I mean, he's a natural, he's a guy, you know, when he, when he was a player with the giants, he, he just seemed like he was destined to be, uh, doing play by play at some point. And he's, he's just really good. He's, uh, he's a smart guy. He's witty. He's got a dry sense of humor. Uh, and I know a lot of, a lot of people like listening to him. That's really cool because I know, I mean, I just, I just remember him being a guy that's won like four world series and yeah, very successful career, obviously with the four world series. That's really, that's pretty cool. And, uh, you were, you were saying before that you're going to try to go to the Arizona fall league, right? So have you been there before? Uh, yeah, I, I went, uh, I think it was 2014 or 2015, when Mac Williamson and Christian Arroyo were on the Scottsdale Scorpions, and that's the the Giants. That the the Scorpions are the team that the Giants share with a couple other teams. Um, I, I know you know how the the, the setup works. Uh, teams will pick six or seven players, uh, three position players, and three pitchers that they want to send to the Arizona Fall League uh, every year. And it's usually top prospects. And then sometimes it's also guys who, uh, maybe stand an injury throughout the minor league season. They want, uh, them to get more reps. Um, so I saw it in 2015 and it was awesome. Um, it, it's just really cool to see baseball that close because, you know, there, it's not, you know, a huge event or anything. It's just, it's just baseball. Um, and Arizona is also nice that around that time of year. So hopefully with, uh, Hopefully everything goes well with COVID. And uh, I, I mean, you know, hopefully we, we, you know, start to turn the corner here and we can travel a little more and it would be good to go to the Arizona Fall League again. That'd be cool. There's a Sound the Foghorn podcast. Have you been on that? 
Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, that that's uh, Mark's Mark Deluki. That's his kind of uh, baby at the moment, and he has a lot of uh, really good Giants. I mean, I mean, baseball guests mostly Giants people, um, and he does it about once or twice a week. And it's it's on our it's on our website around the Falcorn, and you know it's a really good listen. Um, Mark, I, I mean, he's he's obviously a very smart guy, and uh, he follows the the Giants closely, but he also follows the the Giants prospects closely as well. And I think the Giants are uh, people who follow the Giants are pretty lucky to to have the people who write about the prospects as much as they do. Um, it's not just it's not just Mark, um, but there there's a guy named Roger Munzer. Uh, there's a few other folks who write about Giants prospects, and, and Mark is just our our around the Falcorn delegate for that. I guess. How long has that podcast been around? Uh, I think he started it up about six months ago. Oh, okay, so it's pretty new. Yep. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys had one or not. So that's pretty cool. Yep. You'll have to get on there and, and uh, shed some of your knowledge. <laughs> well, I, I mean, whatever I know, I'm sure Mark already knows uh, 10 times <laughs> as much. So I don't know how much of a guest I'd be on there. Well, at the very least, uh, it's pretty cool you guys have that going on. And yeah, how's the writing been going? Just kind of yeah. doing your thing? Yeah, yeah, it's been going good. Um, my baseball season, I play in an adult baseball league, just got started up. So my Sundays are pretty, uh, my weekends are pretty packed with baseball, yeah. uh, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, the, the being a side expert has been great. Thanks for coming on. Good chatting with you. Cool. Yeah, was, uh, we'll, we'll have to reconnect. Uh, hopefully yeah. the trade deadline is eventful and maybe we'll we'll have to reconnect around that time.